Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In the spirit of reconciliation, the entire team at Curious Freedom acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, waters and community. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders people listening today. I would like to acknowledge in particular the Darug people who are the original custodians on the land on which I record this podcast. Thank you for showing us what curious freedom can look like. Welcome to Curious Freedom with Kirsty Faruja and friends. I am Kirsty Faruja and this is my friend Fee. Nice <laughs> to be here. Yes, thank you for joining me again this week. <laughs> so this week we are tackling a question that we get here at Curious Freedom a lot and it is how often do you need to declutter? So we're getting curious about that this week. So Come on, Fee, give us the one answer that's going to work for every single person. How often do you need to declutter? (laughs) (laughs) I really wish there was just one answer for every single person, but it is dependent on so many things, as you know. Wouldn't it be nice if every answer to every question was a one-off, simple answer? This is not one of those times. No, and actually that life would be very boring if it was that figureoutable. Sometimes, but yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. (laughs) There wouldn't be a lot to be curious about, would there? That's true. That is very true. (laughs) So the answer is very unique to your situation and is unique to your family and everything about your situation is unique. And so we are here to give you some general guidelines and some thoughts around how often you could declutter if you so choose to. Um, And it's also very dependent on your starting place. So are you at the beginning of your decluttering journey and therefore 
your house needs to be decluttered? Or have you already gone through your whole house and you're just trying to maintain and keep habits of decluttering? Do you want to do it regularly or do you want to just do it seasonally? Do you just want to do a room a month or a room a year even? (laughs) It is very dependent. So we are going to give you some suggestions on some or all of that. It's so interesting because all of those situations we probably experience at different times of our lives. So it's not even a one answer fits us. It is based on so many different things. And I think it does very much depend on where you, what you're starting with. There are some people that it is an absolute passion for them that they declutter and organize. And it's, it's the way that they choose to play out their life. Other people sometimes It's not as important, but they do like the sense of freedom and release that comes from having things relatively in order and living perhaps with less than what their starting point is. It completely depends. And, you know, I think if you've completely done your home and you have some habits in in place, it can be done seasonally. And if there are times when each day, even there are things that can happen, like Kirst, you have a really good idea about what you do with your donations or things that you might like to let go of. Yes, we do. We have a donations box or cubby hole in our cupboard. I'm trying to think of what, what you would call that cupboard Some people would have it as a broom cupboard. Some would have it as a jackets cupboard. That's where lots of our odds and sods go. So at the moment, we have got a bookshelf in there and it homes my everyday bag. (laughs) Um, It homes our hats um, and it homes the kids' school jackets, like the rain jackets and stuff that they don't necessarily wear every single day. And it used to home their school bags, but we found a different place for their school bags um, now that they're getting bigger and the bags are getting bigger and there's more, particularly for my son, his school Even though they have lockers, everybody, all the kids carry everything in their bag at all time and they carry their bag around school at all times. And so it's a very big bag. Anyway, being sidetracked by myself right now. So in the bottom of that bookcase in our cupboard or shelving unit is where we put donations. So if any of the kids finish using something or they get, you know, go to their clothes and they realize something's too small, or if Simon and I look at, find something around the house, then it just goes into that space. And the next time I'm heading to a client's and invariably I go to Salvo's or Vinny's on my way home. So an op shop or a um, charity shop on my way home from a client. So I'll often go to that box before I'm going to my clients so that I can take our stuff along with our client stuff to the op shop. So we have that and that works really well for us because we have gone through, we live fairly minimalistically. So now we just declutter seasonally and we also declutter every day if we find something. Do you do that, Fee, or do you do something different? I I have a donations bag that lives by our whole table. We too live quite minimalistically. And so there's not often a lot of things that end up there apart from clothes that may be out of season and just too small or too big. Other things that we don't you know, books and things that I may have been finished with all go into that basket. And then when I'm going to the op shop, there it goes. Sometimes 
It ends up in the boot of my car and it has been known to stay there for a little while. That is not the ideal, but that happens sometimes as well. Yep, there's always grace. And eventually, eventually it gets to the op shop. So it gets out of the house, which is number one, and then eventually it gets out of my car. And I found that to be really helpful also. The other thing that I love doing is those little declutters when I'm going through my bathroom. I do I tend to do that quite regularly. That is a bit of a habit thing for me. I have a small cabinet and I use a lot of hair product and I use tools like hair dryers and things like that. So that's probably something else I do on a regular basis is keeping that rotating that really helps me. So I never have to spend very long going over that. So that's an ongoing thing that I do, like that habitual sort of declutter. Now, both those things work for me pretty well. Yeah. And I think that, that you've brought up something that's really interesting is that how often you declutter can be dependent on how big your space is. Because if you've got small cupboards or tree, for instance, then you actually really need to maximize the space that you're using. And so you, sometimes you can't afford to have products that are outdated or that you're not using because you really need to maximize the space and the usage of that space. So that's why there's all these different reasons why People do things differently. So thanks. <laughs> so here are some ideas around how you can do some seasonal decluttering. So you could do it in line with the seasons. So this is really helpful for clothes, for shoes. And talk to us, Fee, about some seasonal paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's often a really good time. Like as it's coming into summer or going out of summer, I go through the different bathers that may have worn from chlorine or just in general, sunglasses that may no longer serve their purpose, hats that could have holes in them or just generally, you know, no longer suit or serve the purpose, all those things. And then as you come in and out of winter, especially there's scarves, woolen hats, gloves. You may only have one glove. (laughs) Sometimes we hold on to things because we think eventually we're going to find something else that matches it, like the other glove (laughs) or the other boot or the, the other thong, you know, if we're going back to summer. So it's a really good time to pull out and check what you have, have a look, make some of those decisions and then work out what you're going to keep and what perhaps could move on. So definitely seasonal is one of my favorite times actually to do the process. Yeah. And that works well for coming in or out of things. Coming into summer, you may be like, all right, we're going to be using the pool more. What do we need? Do we need to think about getting some pool toys because we decluttered them all at the end of last year because they'd all broken or had been sun damaged or for whatever reason coming in and out of seasons is really helpful another idea is coming in or out of school holidays or school breaks so this is really good for school clutter and even (laughs) you've probably seen it on instagram or facebook you know that old meme that says make sure you check that you clear out the lunch containers because you really don't want to find the moldy food after three months of summer <laughs> holidays <laughs> um so 
going through school bags, going through kids' desks, getting the kids to come along and help you with all of that can be really good, like making it in line with school holidays and school breaks because then you can really start teaching kids or continue to encourage your kids how to declutter. And if it's going through their stuff and they've got the time and the space, they can go, oh, no, mum, can I just finish playing this game? And there's not as much time pressure as there is on a normal weekend. It's so good. I have a wonderful story with one of my kids where on the last day of school, they had chosen not to eat their banana. On the first day of school the following year, we found said banana (laughs) and it was not pleasant. Never happened again, but it was enough to put us off for a very long time. Yeah. So that's really important. Did they eat a banana ever again? Because they go mush in summer. (laughs) They go so mush in summer. And I, it took me a while. I don't know about them, but it took me a while not to uh, (laughs) to be slightly turned off by a banana. That was, yeah, we laugh about it now. But at the time it wasn't so funny. No, 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 no. We also do the before and after birthdays is a really good time to have a, a declutter. Often it's good for individuals. It's not really a family thing, but it is something where you can, work out with kids you know when they they can have birthdays and they get often they can get so many presents from parties and it's just adding on what you already have we had a guideline of where the if the kids would get presents at parties that we would go through the toys and say okay which one are you happy to let go of which one do you think you know we could perhaps give to one of your friends or you know donate and it was a really good way of continually decluttering on that seasonal time and also as parents or even just family members when we're going okay what what should we get for the person's birthday what do they already have what do they need what would they like really good questions so another good decluttering time is before and after birthdays yeah and the same goes for before and after christmas that's right and we do this you know my daughter in particular loves presents really think that's her love language she just loves spending money as well so she's always coming up with things that she needs and things that she wants and so being able to go take the time to go through her bedroom with her and she does she is she's going to come and join us here at curious freedom one day because she's such a She's a well-trained declutter coach, (laughs) well-trained by my husband. Let me just point that out. That was not (laughs) noting myself. (laughs) She can often say, oh, mum, I need so much craft for my birthday or for Christmas. That's where we're talking at the moment. And, you know, she's encouraged to go and declutter her room and we find a lot of craft. And so (laughs) then it becomes an opportunity for us to discern and for her to discern, hey, actually, do I need craft for Christmas? You know, do I have enough or is there something in the craft that I don't have enough of and that I'm actually wanting. So I'm not just saying, hey, mum, I want craft. It's like I want I want to be very specific. I want, you know, Posca pens or whatever it is, her latest craze. <laughs> um, so decluttering is really good before Christmas because then it allows you to decide and discern what it is that they actually do want and need. And it's really helpful after Christmas as well, because then their room, as just like birthdays, their rooms can be, or your room, your wardrobe could be filled with new clothes. And that's a great opportunity to go and look at 
being intentional in your wardrobe about what it is that you do or don't need. What's the next time? Fee? <laughs> uh, the new year, which is where we all find ourselves right now. Lots of us do that new year, new me thing. And you can really take the opportunity to look at decluttering whatever it is in your life and in your house that you're like, actually, no, the new me That doesn't fit with that new vision I have for myself. And so it's a good opportunity to go around and say, okay, what is it that I want to keep? What is it that I'm willing to let go? And what is it that I just want out? And also it's another good opportunity to get other people on board as well who can support you. And, you know, if you're saying this is a new me, this is a new year, let's go for it. Sometimes it's helpful to get some people that may not be so excited about the decluttering process as you are get them on board yep I, I like that I could read between the lines of what you were saying Fee. <laughs> <laughs> all right next we're going to move on to spaces in your home and just talk about why and how often you might need to declutter these spaces so we're going to start with sentimental items or memory box stuff and I would probably say that this is probably the least often Thing that you need to declutter. Fee gave a great example of that last week when she was talking about the stuff that she thought was really important to her three years ago. And I still, I think after five years of talking about this, five and a half years, I spoke on an episode a couple of years ago about there's a box up in my roof that Simon would like me to go through and I am telling you that I asked him when he was up in the roof getting stuff down for Christmas and when he was putting things away for Christmas, I said, hey, babe, do you want to go get that sentimental box of mine so that I can go through that? And he's like, no, there's too much up here. I can't be bothered. So let it be known to everybody that I tried. (laughs) (laughs) And I am okay with it being another couple of years because sentimental stuff and memory stuff, it may, depending on who you are, It may take up the least amount of space in your home. It certainly does for me. I know that there's only that one box, I think, (laughs) that there's only one box up in the roof. And it is that type of stuff that you do want a little bit of space and time away from sometimes because then that can really highlight to you how much you didn't need it or how much you did need it. And so that's my take on it. Do you have a different point of view, Fee, on sentimental and memory items? No, it's a really, really good points that you made. And I think it probably is the least, it is definitely the least important or often decluttering space. And I've always been intrigued by the things even the kids would have as their memory box. When we'd be decluttering uh, their things and their space, they would have these things that they wanted to keep for memory. And each year, the things that were really important to them the year before aren't so much important anymore, but Mm -hmm. still they'd stay. And so after a while, I was like, we can just leave this for a while. And I started to do it every couple of years. And then, yeah, just recently we went through quite a few boxes and they loved them. They still loved the things. So I could have just left them for another 10 years and they would have kept it all, which is great. 
Yeah. And I think that really, I mean, obviously it depends on how much space it's taking up. That's like, right. We've got some episodes on sentimental items and sentimental paperwork. And so I'll link to them in the show notes. But for kids, like if you're collecting, it just depends on how much is being collected because sometimes you do need to go through it more often. Like if you are really sentimental about all of your kids' artwork and you are keeping every single thing <laughs> that they've done, which is fine, you do you, but it might, you might need to flex those decluttering muscles more often in going back through them. Or you may decide that actually you want to dedicate a whole bedroom in your house to all the craft that your kids have ever done. And that's fine. You do you, my friend. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking it's of kids. so pretty. Yeah. yeah. It's so pretty and oh my gosh, they're so clever and oh, look at this. Look, they did the handprint and I've heard it all. So have you, Fee. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do have to say, though, having just gone through all my kids are adults now and having gone through lots of things that I did keep of the special stories they wrote me or some of the cards, I only kept a few, but the ones I did, I'm actually glad that I did. But I was very specific about what I did keep, very yeah. specific. And it was it's a brilliant memory. But again, it's all space related and what's important, what's really important. Yeah. And that's why, as I said, you can go and listen to these kids craft. We've got episodes on everything that you can think of. I think the key there is what you said was that you're very intentional about that's what you right. kept. Because when you have a hundred handprints of March 1999, there's not that much difference between March 1999 handprints of one child. And so is any, can you say that anything is really special when there's a hundred in the month of March? So it's just a question <laughs> and just getting curious about how much do you need to keep and how much are you willing? Like, you know, as I said, you may be the person that wants to dedicate a whole room to your kid's craft and all the sentimental items. And that is absolutely fine. If that fits with your vision of your home and isn't disturbing anybody else, you do you. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a really interesting question though, when it comes to the next space, which are toy rooms. Mm -hmm. I have worked with my own kids and quite a few other kids when we've come to decluttering and as they develop and as their interests change and their age level and, you know, the puzzles and all sorts of things that they do that change from very simple through to the more complex. It's fascinating the reasons they'll give you for wanting to keep a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think the questions to ask that we need to ask ourselves are also when we're helping our kids or other people that we're working with, the questions are so important. And toy rooms definitely need a little bit more decluttering on a regular basis. Otherwise, you'd need a house and then some to uh, keep them all. And again, if that's what you choose to do with your space, that's great. But we used to go through the toy rooms quite often quite often. I think it depends on uh, so many things with toy rooms. How many kids do you have? What's their age spread? How old are they? My 11 and 13 year old don't have toy room anymore, but they also don't grow out of things as quickly. Whereas like you've got a one-year-old and a two-year-old grandchild because you're incredible and you had kids when you were a baby yourself and then they Thank had, you so much. Then they had babies when they were babies as well. And 
their developmental growth is phenomenal at that age. And so things rapidly change. So you do have to be more on top of things when they're younger. But again, it depends because, you know, is, are your grandchildren going to get siblings (laughs) soon? So it's, there's so much to consider and also only as much as you want to consider. That's right. Yeah. Pantry is another area that I would say that you should declutter probably one of the most regular spaces that you have the opportunity to declutter. There's no shoulds, it's just coulds and opportunities. Uh, Food, there's some food stuff that doesn't go off for a very long time, like think canned goods. And then there's food items that go off fairly quickly, like your fridge items. And so let me expand the pantry into kitchen. <laughs> so we yes. can go to the fridge and the freezer. We do a declutter of the veggie keep every week when we go to go and do the grocery shopping. So that's a great habit to get into. But there's even pantry items like you when you buy something, you see something on special and you're like, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to use that. And then months have gone past and then you look and then you realize, oh, I still haven't done that. And you think, oh no, I only bought that last month. Then you look at the use by date and and the use by date was 12 months ago. So you clearly didn't buy it just a couple of months ago. <laughs> so the whole kitchen food is a great opportunity, great space that you can get in and declutter fairly regularly. And particularly the pantry, if things are getting harder to find or if people haven't been putting things back where they belong, it's a to me that's a sign that the pantry hasn't been organised great has you haven't optimized the organizational part of the pantry because people are finding it really difficult to put things away. There could be an argument that they're just being lazy, but let's help people in their laziness by creating the optimal way of putting things away in your unique pantry. What do you have to say about that, V? <laughs> I think I think it's really good. And another opportunity in that is when things get really sticky and when, you know, there's spills, especially as you're helping kids to be independent as well. So that to be done quite regularly is really good. So you take take things out as you're wiping down the shelves or whatever it looks like in the pantry for you, having a quick check of the food, some of the expiry, and then only putting back in what is still in date. That is a really good thing. And, you know, it took me a while to get into that habit. Once you do get into the habit of going through it on a regular basis, especially when you're about to go shopping, Mm. it's amazing how much money you can save and the food waste goes right down and the fridge smells better. (laughs) Yes. It's everything. It really, for me, opening up a fridge and having space and having things ordered really helps me to think about what I'm going to feed people, what I'm going to cook. What I have to buy at the shops. Yeah. So doing that regularly is such a great idea. Yeah. That's what I was like going, oh yeah, that's a really good point that the more that you go in and just stock take in your pantry or in your fridge or in your freezer, it really helps you when you're at the shops and you're like, oh, I should buy that just in case. Cause I'm just not sure if I've got that at home. Whereas if you're going into your pantry and your fridge and your freezer, just before you're writing your shopping list, or just even if you're not writing a shopping list, just before you go to the shops, you're much more likely to remember, oh yeah, I've got plenty of dumplings at home. I do not need to buy this one that's on special, or I've already got a backup Vegemite. I don't need to buy this Vegemite now that it's on special. It's so good. 
so good. And the other thing I do with that also is I used to think, how on earth am I going? I don't want to write a list of everything I have in case I get to the shops and forget and then buy more. I started taking photos. Mm. So I take a photo of a shelf or the photo of the fridge that I could refer to when I was at the shop, especially when I was just racing in and out or I'd see something on special and think, oh, I need 10 of those where actually I already had five at home. So that was a little key that was a game changer for me really in that busy life that you know, sometimes we all live. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great tip. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What do you think about decluttering bathrooms and laundries? You've already spoken about how you do your bathroom. That's one of your regular habits, but talk to me more about them both. Yeah, so bathrooms and laundries, what I discovered is when I would have, I used to have a bathroom that had a lot more space and things would go there to procreate and die eventually. <laughs> like I would go and I just put a whole lot of things. And again, this it comes back to this shopping thing also where I would think, oh, I've run out of a particular bathroom product and I'd be like okay well I'm at the shops I'll get I'll get more oh now I'll get three because they're all on special or I can't remember if I still have some of that so I'll get it just in case and because I did and I just put everything in the bottom cupboard at the back you know there seems to sometimes be an abyss under the sink yes. and so so many things started to go past their use-by date or I'd forget about them. And eventually I'd think, oh, I've really got to do something about the bathroom or do something about the laundry can be a similar situation. And then I'd pull all these things out that I could no longer use because they'd gone off or you know, there was no longer something that I was using and it's, and it was a waste. And it was also taking up a lot of space. Like I said before, now I have a much smaller cabinet and I can't afford to have a lot of things. Otherwise there's things all over the floor and it just doesn't work. So yeah, 
they're probably the things, the spaces in the house that get neglected and are probably the things that need to be gone through and decluttered more often than most of us do. Yeah, it's not that difficult to just spend an extra five minutes in those rooms, like, or even two minutes, like just open up like a laundry cupboard and just do like 10 centimetres of a shelf and just go through those 10 centimetres and just go, oh, is there anything quick? quick, quick look. Is there anything here that I could declutter? Is there a product here that I thought was going to solve all my problems in the laundry and never did? Quick, that can go. Same in the bathroom. Like if you're in there and you're waiting, maybe you're waiting for your partner to finish their shower, maybe you're helping the kids have their showers and you're just, you know, sitting in there watching them so they don't cause mischief in the bath. Could you be going through just a small part of your cabinets? The Spaces that we, as Fee said, that we don't often think about, but actually we could get a lot of bang for our buck if we just spent an extra two minutes in that space. The wardrobe (laughs) is another space in the house that you can declutter and you can get curious about how often you can declutter. We talked about it a bit in the seasonal, like it's really good to go through your jackets after winter or your dresses after summer, or your swimmers after summer, or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Choose your your poison. (laughs) And the other way to think about it is if maybe there might be reasons for clothing change sizes, whether it's for you or whether it's for your children. Kids, you know, kids grow like weeds, so it's really good I notice like they don't always do it in seasons like they're meant to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They do it, you know, my kids grow after Christmas. And so we (laughs) could have bought them all these clothes for Christmas, but they would have been too big. And now they're all their clothes are too small when we've just spent a small fortune on them over Christmas. (laughs) So yeah, looking at our kids clothing and it doesn't necessarily have to be when the season changes, but maybe when they're going, you know, particularly as they're teenagers, it's really obvious when they're going through a growth spurt and even younger kids, like when they're eating lots, you know that they're probably going to go through a growth spurt or are in the middle of a growth spurt. So that might be a good opportunity to look at their clothes. Same with you if, you know, you're going through stress or whatever's happening with you, it's a good opportunity for you also to look at your clothes and see if there's anything that you don't fit into anymore or just things that you don't like anymore that maybe you even loved it once upon a time and now you did it to death and now you can't stand the sight of it. (laughs) It might be a good opportunity to go through the clothes. Do you have anything else to say about the wardrobe, my friend? Uh, Do you know what I loved is that you talked about how even if you don't like it, and it's done to death. It's the freedom to actually say, no, this, no, I don't like this. It doesn't make me feel good anymore. It doesn't have to even be size mm. related. You can mm-hmm. just let it go. And I think going through the kids often is great. My son in particular used to grow overnight. I <laughs> just don't know. It was ridiculous. He's six foot four now give or take. And oh my goodness. And so he would grow and we were constantly changing his clothes. And because the girls didn't want to wear them, we were upgrading his clothes quite often and decluttering quite often. So it is important. And the the space it brings you is great as well. Having, Having talked about my kids though, they could make a case for the, can you declutter these spaces too often? (laughs) 
As I was thinking about, um, you know, how often we really do suggest to clients that they do uh, declutter their spaces and, and for us as well, I was thinking about when my kids were younger, it seemed to be every school holidays. I, I was a teacher. The moment we all stopped and we were on holidays, it was just like this thing inside me that said, right, we've got to, we've got to declutter. We've got to, you know, we're going to go through the bedrooms. We're going to go through your toys. We're going to, and I was thinking I was really excited about it and doing it from a place of this is going to be great for our family. They would all look at me and roll their eyes and go, not again. And I was so determined that I didn't really get them on side. And thinking about it, you know, over the years, as I've been helping others to declutter and helping parents get their kids on side, it was really more about my motivation to get control somehow. I was thinking if I can get the outside to be all controlled and ordered, then my inside wouldn't be spinning quite as much as it was. So sometimes there's an obsession. The more we, the more we're feeling a bit out of control and overwhelmed sometimes, not all the time, maybe you're thinking I have to declutter more often as a way like I was to try and gain some control. To, to try and feel less overwhelmed and not in a, in a way that is going to work well for your family. It ended up being a bit of a whirlwind and it could lead to uh, greater levels of stress. So when, when you are asking the question, so how often should, which is again, the shoulds don't come into it, but if you're thinking, how often should I? then, you know, think about why you're wanting the decluttering process to happen. You know, check your motivation, check your reasoning, because it's a could and it's a how will this help myself and how will it help my family? And check in with others that you live with. Like I could have checked in with my kids and didn't because mum thought she knew best at the time. They could perhaps have said to me, hey, mum, really, I think you're going a bit overboard. I wouldn't probably have believed them at the time, but definitely, definitely looking back, yeah, it was really interesting. So checking, just having a bit of a, some reflection about why you want to do it if you're trying to do it all the time. How about you, Kirst? What would you say about can you do it too often? I definitely think that you can do it too often. Some people can do it too often. Some people it can become controlling or obsessive behavior. So I definitely hear what you're saying. And then I think some people don't do it often enough. And that's my judgment too. Like <laughs> we say we're non-judgmental, but we all are in our own ways. What I wanted to pick up on was that checking your reasons and your motivations like and there's nothing wrong with wanting a decluttered and tidy house and sometimes as we said last week that that can actually help you when you're you know sometimes everything else that's going on you need something to be doing or you need to control what you can control and your house is one of those things that you are responsible for but it's not people I think it's being really careful around how much are you trying to control other people through what you're doing. So if you're just trying to control yourself, I think that that is, you know, depending on the reasons can be good. 
But it's also an opportunity, like we said last week, is to dig into the deeper into why it is like what's going on for you that you need to feel control over your house. You know, is it because the house is making you feel stressed? Cool. How are other people in your house feeling about that? Are they also feeling stressed or are they feeling stressed by you doing it? So it's always this tricky dance and this tricky balance between self-deception and that like, oh my gosh, this you know. <laughs> so much more that we can dig into that one. But yeah, just we'll, I'll just leave you with like, just check your motivations and check your reasoning and, and check whether you're coming from a place of love or if it's coming from a place of control. <laughs> anything more to add on that? Do you no, I follow up on anything that I said that was inappropriate for <laughs> <laughs> What you said was great. And it and it's true. Absolutely. The the control versus the love. And I think there is now that I've settled into this, it's much more about my external environment helping me to feel calmer and helping me to not get into that place of overwhelm you know there's and and we and look everyone is on a continual journey of working out Mm -hmm. what it is about why we do what we do there is grace always and there was grace for me back then when I was that mother that I (laughs) was just wanting the kids to do it now and it wasn't about controlling them it was about controlling the environment yeah I could just get the environment working they felt like it was about controlling them which you know I could see but it is very much about this grace of this continual awareness, unfolding awareness of who we are and why we do what we do. But um, decluttering is always a good thing. (laughs) It is always a good thing. Yeah. 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 So thank you for joining us this week. We've made it shorter than last week. So hip hip, go us, hip hip hooray. If you like longer episodes, let us know because we can definitely talk for longer. (laughs) So we would love it if you would come and join us in our Facebook group. It's called Curious Freedom Community. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can find us easily. And as always, if you need help via Zoom or in person, we would love to hear from you via our website, which is curiousfreedom.com.au. And Fee and I will probably be back with you again next week. I'll definitely be back. And it's probably going to be Fee again with me <laughs> for the next little while. So, yeah, thanks again, Fee, for joining me. And thank you, beautiful listeners, curious ones. Thanks for tuning in again this week. We look forward to hearing your stories of how often you declutter over on our Facebook community. Until next week, people. Bye. Do you want to say goodbye? Mm -mm. Oh, I don't need to. Like you, you you can say bye. Bye. That's perfect. Thank you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.